Welcome to the Profitable Web Designer Podcast, where we're all about helping extraordinary web designers like you to stop undercharging, over-delivering, and overworking, and finally create the profitable, sustainable, and scalable web design business you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Shannon Mattern, founder of the Web Designer Academy, where we teach the business side of running a web design business. So if you want to make a consistent full-time income as a web designer, but you're struggling with things like pricing and boundaries and mindset and marketing, and you're just tired of going it alone, well, my friend, you're in the right place. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Profitable Web Designer Podcast. I am so excited to be in your earbuds again because like I said before, I am so serious about helping you to stop undercharging, over-delivering, and overworking. And today we're going to be breaking down why web designers over-deliver. So I'm sure you've heard that old adage that it's better to under-promise and over-deliver when it comes to providing a service, right? So we are going to like totally bust that myth today because it's actually... the opposite, that it is better to promise what you're going to do and deliver on what you're going to do and delight the client along the way, right? Let's dive into this episode and talk about like what is over-delivering. On its face, over-delivering is delivering more than was requested to deliver in excess of a norm or standard or requirement. That's the official definition of of over-delivering. I talked about in the first episode was a chronic undercharger. I was also a chronic over-deliverer. I had such an employee mindset. I was so afraid of disappointing my clients that I did everything I possibly could to keep them happy because I was afraid of them firing me or leaving me bad reviews or telling other people not to work with me. And because I had that employee mindset of like, I must keep this job at all costs, I just went above and beyond at my own expense. I think that that's the key here when we're talking about over-delivering it's not just delivering more than than was requested or an excess, right? It's at your own expense, <laughs> okay? That's the key thing to keep in mind as we're talking about this. What I mean by at my own expense is that I would have a project and the client would make a request and I would just go crazy on it. Like I'd be like, okay, well, we could do it this way or this way or this way. And I'd research so many different ways and I wanted to pick the best way and just give them four different designs to choose from. And, you know, just so much, right? So much because there was imposter syndrome going on there too, but I just wanted them to be just like wowed and really feel like I wasn't the imposter that I thought I was. Okay. (laughs) So I did this with solution architecting things. It's like, oh, well, we could use this tool to talk to this tool to talk to this tool and like overcomplicate things as well. And I would also just be available 24-7. 
being available all the time is also over-delivering. So I did that so much in my early days and I was super resentful. My imposter syndrome was driving me to over-deliver and I was resentful and doing it at my own expense because of my own thoughts about what I was capable of, okay? And so a lot of times what I see happen is web designers are like, my clients, these clients are horrible, right? These clients are awful. They just ask so much of me. I'm working so hard, all of the things. But we don't look at like what is driving that internally. Not to say that some clients aren't our nightmare clients. And we'll, we'll get into that on this podcast for sure. But you know, when we're looking at how do we fix over delivering, we fix first what we can control. And what we can control, the only thing we can control is us. Okay. You'll hear more throughout this podcast on all my fun over delivering stories. But let's get into like what I hear from our clients, from the hundreds, thousands now of web designers that we have gotten to interact with over the years about why they feel so compelled to over deliver. And the first one really like to circle back to it is that employee mindset. Just like you're afraid of losing your job, so you do everything your boss says to do, you're afraid of losing the client. So you'll do everything that you can to keep them happy, even at your own expense, even doing things that they didn't ask you to do. And the dynamic that you've set up because you don't know any different is that the client's the boss and you're the employee and you do everything they ask until they're happy even at your own expense. And so we get to dismantle the employee mindset and shift that for you. So we're going to talk about that. People-pleasing. People-pleasing is another reason why web designers over-deliver. It feels easier for you to just say yes and do the thing, the 30th revision, (laughs) right? Than it does to have a conversation with the client about that request not being included in the scope or the contract or the terms or not being a best practice or that it will delay the project or whatever. So we avoid having difficult conversations and instead over deliver by delivering more than what was agreed upon, whether that's more features, more functionality, more revisions, more designs, because it's easier to just do it than to have the conversation, right? So people-pleasing is over-delivering, okay? Another reason why web designers over-deliver is to justify the price. (laughs) So if you overcame all uh, like a a chunk of the things that cause you to undercharge, like we talked about back in episode one, when you do have the courage to raise your prices, well, then you think things like, well, if I'm going to be charging this much, it has to include X, Y, and Z. Otherwise, it's not worth it. So I'm going to set up all your integrations, right? All of your emails, make a lead magnet or a freebie for you. I'm going to like build an online course and a membership site and like all of the stuff that you're like, okay, well, I'll just include that to justify the price, right? Because you finally got the courage to raise your price, but then you're freaking out like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I have to put, I have to do more. I have to do more, right? Or the other way that it comes up is that you're like, I'm already charging them so much. And they asked me if I could just write the copy for them. So I might as well just include it because they're already paying me so much money. We do that too. That's another trying to justify our price when we're not comfortable with our price is another reason why we over deliver. 
I had this one. I'm sure you can resonate with this is fear of not being able to get more clients. This comes up with our Web Designer Academy students so much, except for they stop themselves, which I love. And they'll come to a live strategy call and they will get some support with this before they get on the under delivering train and just like get taken away. They are so afraid that they're going to get a bad review or have somebody like blow them up on social media or whatever that they'll fear that they won't get any more clients or never get any referrals. And so therefore, they just do whatever is asked without charging more and at their own expense, right? We had a conversation with someone inside of the Web Designer Academy on our live strategy call. And I was like, well, do you want to do this work? And she's like, no, I really, I really don't. I'm trying to get away from it. I don't really like doing it. And I don't feel like this particular client is really a good fit for me anymore. But I'm so afraid that they're going to go onto my um, freelancer profile because she started working on a freelancer profile and leave a bad review. And I'm afraid I won't get any more clients from there. And we had to work through how she could approach the situation to be able to confidently create a win-win in communicating why she wasn't going to over-deliver to this. And then also work through like, what do you make that mean if someone leaves you a bad review? And ultimately, she was able to communicate with that client. And it worked out that she didn't get a bad review. But if she got a bad review, she was prepared to deal with it, right? But she felt so adamant about breaking her over-delivering habit that she was willing to risk a bad review with our support, right? That's really scary to do on your own if you're if you're just it, it, it's easier. It's easier to just do the thing, right? Than to risk the bad review. And so that's what we help our clients unwind. So a lack of boundaries, another reason that web designers over-deliver is you just never learned how to say no. You were never taught that you were allowed to say no. You don't know the words to say to say no. You fear conflict if you say no. I had zero boundaries. Such a people pleaser. So worried about saying no. I'm sure your parents would never let you tell them no, right? So I was not allowed to tell my parents no, just like most children. But I never learned how to say no in a personal environment, in a professional environment. And so I didn't have those boundaries. I didn't know that I could say, (laughs) I didn't know that I could say no. So I just never created the boundaries, right? So you end up over delivering as a result of that. This one is one of those like, we're going to get real here (laughs) for a second. Another reason that web designers over deliver is because they have not fully stepped into their role as the leader. Okay. This is related to the employee mindset a little bit, but it's a little bit different. So when you're a freelance service provider, it would make sense that you would want to do what the client asks, right? It's like they've hired you to provide a service and this is what they want. You have the skill, they have the money. It's an exchange of service for money and it's your job to deliver, right? But when you fully step into your role as a leader, As someone who acknowledges that what your client wants, you acknowledge like, I know what my client wants, but as the leader here, I know what they really need to reach their ultimate goal. 
And because of that, I'm willing to advise them from this place of leadership. Because I'm coming from that place, it's easy for me to say, client, I don't think that we should put this piece of music that your son produced for you on your website to start playing as soon as people open up. Because here's all of the reasons why that is not a best practice, right? And this, <laughs> these are like real scenarios that we have happen and come up in, in our web designer academy all the time. But if you are an over deliverer, you will be like, oh, they want me to do this. I don't really want to do this. I'm going to go ahead and do it just because they want me to, even though it's going to cause this change in the, the project or this delay or whatever. Or you do it because you're like, it's not even going to really take that long and they really want me to do it. But now you know, I'm never going to show this website to anybody after, they, <laughs> after they're asking me to do this, right? This is one that's not going in the portfolio. When you don't fully step into your role as like, I am the advisor. I am the consultant. I am the trusted person who is going to guide my client through this process instead of being the service provider who takes orders. That's when everything changes. That's when you can shift out of over-delivering, but still providing an amazing experience that helps your client go out and create better results. That's what it's all about. It's about helping your client create better results. It's not about you saying yes to every single thing that they ask you for, okay? Another reason that kind of leads me to reason number seven that web designers over-deliver is that you want to delight your clients. You want to get that repeat business. You want them to like you. You want to have it be a good experience. But you mistake that desire with the thought that like, oh, the only way to create that is to do more and work more and add more and you know be at their service. And I will submit to you that what is going to delight your clients is having someone who can guide them and lead them that they can trust that knows that this person has their their best interests and the best interests of their business and their future and their future goals in mind and is always going to advocate for the client's future goals and results over what the client wants in the moment. Okay. And that is how you delight your clients and not by just saying yes to everything that they want. Okay. And then this was another number eight is like a total, you did it to yourself kind of thing. And I used to do this to myself all the time. You get excited about all the possibilities, right? You over-deliver because a client has a project that you're super excited about and you just want to dive in and solve every single one of their problems. And you are like figuring it all out along the way and you just go ham and you build things that the client's not even ready to implement <laughs> or vice versa. The client gets excited about all the possibilities and wants you to include everything that they're not even ready for yet. So like maybe they just started their coaching business and they haven't even had a single client yet, but they want you to build an online course and a membership site and a landing page for their book that's not written yet. And all of these special functions that they don't really need, but someone in their networking group told them about it. And just all of this stuff that like they don't need now. It'll be cool for them five years from now. So either they get too excited about it or you get too excited about all the possibilities and you're not looking at like 
them and where they're at in their business right now and what they really need right now to move things forward. And the problem is, is like, you just love what you do and you're good at it, but it ends up as the saying is like, you end up shooting yourself in the foot (laughs) because like nobody asked you to do it. It was super fun for you to do, but it almost like is frustrating to your client because they can't use all of the stuff that you built for them. And it's more stuff for them to learn how to use, right? That's how over, like, that's just one of the ways that over delivering can backfire, right? So it can backfire because you overwhelm your clients. You overwhelm them. There's too much they need to learn. They don't know how to use their site. They get overwhelmed and then they don't do anything, right? And so that's not our fault that they choose to not take action on their business or that they choose to not learn how to use their site, but we can help mitigate that by not over delivering, right? So other ways that over-delivering can backfire is the big R, resentment. (laughs) How many of you feel resentment towards your clients? When you set a precedent for always saying yes to everything though, why would your client expect any different? But then you find yourself exhausted and resentful and feeling like taken advantage of because you're like, oh, I gave an inch and they took a mile, right? And it's like, you think your client shouldn't ask that much of you, but you never set the boundary, right? So you start to get resentful. Burnout is another way it can backfire. So when you deliver more than is necessary for the client to create the results, you burn yourself out. And then you're not showing up as your best for you, your family, your friends, your clients. So we don't want to be over-delivering. And then the final one that I think so many people just don't even think about is the opportunity cost of over-delivering. Time you're spending doing unpaid work for a client, whether they asked you to do it or you got too excited about it and you did it because you were just like seeing all the possibilities. Time you're spending doing unpaid work for a client so that they'll like you or refer you or praise you is time that you could have spent marketing, doing paid work, participating in a coaching or mentorship program, making money building your business. So anytime you choose to spend your time doing things that aren't aligned with your goals, you're missing opportunities. You're delaying your success. You're delaying your goals. Okay. So how do you stop over-delivering while still delighting your clients? Of course, we want our clients to be happy. Like We want them to be well-positioned to go create the results that they hired us to build the tool for them so that they can go create, right? We want them to be successful. It's in their best interest. It's in our best interest, right? But not at our own expense, okay? So you are so normal for wanting to over-deliver. It's coming from such a good place. You care so much about your clients. You want them to have great results. You want them to love their site. You want them to be so proud of it. You want them to share it with everyone. You want them to be happy with you. You want them to send you referrals. You want to feel confident and capable and proud of the work that you've done. Here is the amazing great news. You can achieve all of that without over-delivering, without working more. There are other ways to set your client up for success that don't involve over-delivering. Here's a mindset shift for you. (laughs) It is in your client's best interest that you not over-deliver. I talked about this a little bit earlier, but it is in your best interest 
your client's best interest that you not overdeliver, right? <laughs> so you're probably like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, yep, you're overdelivering creates more work for your clients. It creates more things that they need to give feedback on, more things that they need to learn, more things that they're like, oh, I built this, but I'm not using it. It creates all kinds of stuff for your clients. And so it also creates them feeling like totally fine to violate your boundaries. And then you start to hate them and they don't even know it, right? So it creates a bad... Rela- your over-delivering creates a bad relationship between you and your clients. And when you're over-delivering, you're not able to perform at the level that your clients deserve. You're exhausted, you're burnt out, you're resentful, you're missing details, you're avoiding communication. You will do anything to get the project done, which creates more over-delivering and compounds the issue. And you probably don't want to even provide any support to the client after the fact because the experience was just so ugh, right? If you have ever experienced that, please go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash podcast, find episode number two and leave me a comment because I want to know if that resonates with you because that was like my experience in my early days with like all of my clients. And I didn't know that I was the problem. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know that I was a problem. And if you're, I was the problem. And the theme of the Profitable Web Designer podcast is that we get to look at all of the things that we are responsible for and that we can control and shift those things because we can't always control our clients. I don't care how much amazing systems and processes you have in place. People are people. They do what they're going to do. And we just have to know what we're going to do in response to that. Okay. What is going to delight your clients is the process and experience of working with you. It's you helping them make the best decisions for their business and their goals versus saying yes to everything that makes them value the experience of working with you. It's hearing, I advise against doing that. And here's why. It doesn't solve your biggest problem. And if we do it this way, we're going to finish faster, which helps you create results faster. Telling the truth like that builds trust with your clients. It's having systems and processes in place that make it easy for your clients to work with you. They know what's going to happen if they make a certain decision, right? They know what's going to happen if they don't get the content to you on time. They know what's going to happen if they want to add something that wasn't in the scope, right? They know and they are empowered to make those decisions within your boundaries, right? That just makes it so frictionless to work with you and your projects start on time and end on time. And that's the kind of stuff that delights the client, not over-delivering. And it's ultimately them being able to use this beautiful functional tool that you created for them to go out there and achieve their goals and have it actually work and be what they need at that point in their business that will delight them, not you over-delivering. So how do you stop? How do you stop over-delivering if you've been a chronic over-deliverer like I was. First, you must start thinking of yourself as that collaborative consultant and trusted advisor instead of an order-taking pixel pusher. Second, you must get really clear on your client's bottlenecks in their business and identify the one or two that's going to have the most impact when resolved and focus your deliverables on those things first rather than all the fun bells and whistles that you could do now that aren't going to really move the needle for your client today right? So we need to pair those deliverables back to just what's going to have the most impact. Third, notice your urge to over-deliver. 
and identify what you're thinking that makes you want to say yes to something that wasn't included or add something that wasn't asked for. What core beliefs are these thoughts that you're having tied to? Are these thoughts and beliefs serving you or are they keeping you stuck? Ask yourself, what else could be true? How can I still delight my client without over-delivering, okay? Fourth, you have got to stop thinking that you can control what other people think of you. (laughs) This is the hardest one that I had to learn. When you act from a place of wanting people to like you, or you act from a place of wanting to avoid conflict, or you act from a place of wanting to get referrals instead of acting from a place of your vision, values, and integrity, you are always going to be at the effect of other people's opinions, which you cannot control ever. So you get to shift and you get to control you. You get to lay your head down at night knowing that you chose not to over-deliver in integrity and in the best interests of you and your clients. So it is the inner work, my friends, that creates the transformation from over-delivering pixel pusher to trusted advisor that works a normal amount and is not resentful. (laughs) And I want to invite you to start doing that inner work with us inside the Web Designer Academy. So just go to webdesigneracademy.com, click that big, bold, apply to work with us button. Tell us where you're at now and where you'd like to be. And if we think you're a good fit for our strategies and systems and frameworks and processes, we'll send you an invitation to learn more about our proprietary pricing frameworks. Zero obligation, zero pressure. We do not do pushy and sleazy and salesy around the Web Designer Academy. Simply filling out the application is going to give you a chance to find out what unique opportunities we see for you and your business so that you can get all of the information you need to decide if a program like the Web Designer Academy is right for you. So to recap, over-delivering is delivering more than was initially requested or agreed upon, right? And we talked about the mindset behind over-delivering and all of the thoughts and the conditioning that you have had over the years that make you think you have to over-deliver or you're you you afraid to not over-deliver. Um, we talked about how it can backfire, not only resentment and burnout, but also the delay of you taking action toward your goals. And that delighting your clients comes from not over delivering. It comes from the experience of working with you. That's it for this week's episode. And we've linked up all of the resources we talked about today in the show notes. So you can go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash podcast to get your hands on those. And we'll be back next week with another episode designed to help you uplevel the business side of your web design business. So be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. And if you liked today's episode, we would be so grateful if you would share it with all your web designer friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review so we can get in front of even more web designers and help them transform their businesses and their lives. So simply scroll up on this episode in your podcast player and tap that leave a review link or go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash review and it'll take you to the right spot. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you right here next week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.